What's up, fucking milk duds? That's a snatch Danzig like. <laughs> Our milk like thing is ring. Really? You like a milk dud? I love a milk dud. They get all in your cavities. Fuck are you. Uh, fuck you. Milk no, duds are you. great. I hate this. No one likes Intro milk the show. Everybody likes milk duds. That's why they have them at the movie theater. Literally, I said fucking milk duds because I was like, only Danzig likes milk duds. No, no. Danzig and Jeremy. What's up? I'm back. Oh, the no. reason they have milk duds at a movie theater is because it's like movies are depression era and so is milk duds. You can make them out of sandpaper. <laughs> no, they one. sell milk duds at the movies because they're really good when you put them in popcorn. Get the really? fuck out of here, you fucking really? antichrist. <laughs> They're good in popcorn. They they add a like a opposite taste to the popcorn. It's like uh You can you know, do that easily with other chocolates yeah, like snow candy. snow folks, caps. Folks, like, like sn- welcome to snow pot- caps. Yeah. <laughs> snow caps? Are you gonna yell you at me right now? You are never Jeremy? allowed to drink Jaeger ever again. Are you really yelling You're at me? A fucking animal. No caps. Jeremy Francis Hammond, I will fucking rip those glasses off your. I did not know that you knew fu- my middle name. I've known you since you were a child. I did not know you knew my middle name. Do not test me. Do not yell at me. I will destroy you. This episode is very aggressive already. <laughs> it's appropriate. It's, right. it's appropriately it aggressive. I have to yeah. say the name of the show. You listen to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. It's the two minutes to late night podcast where we listen to albums that critics don't like, but we try to be nice. We're trying to be nice as we're doing here. Dad, are we grounded? You hear That's bad. <laughs> You're listening to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. It's the Two Minutes to Late Night podcast. Where we listen to uh, albums that critics don't like. Uh, and we try to find something nice about them. <sighs> You're here with the Two Minutes to Late Night writer's room and a returning Jeremy Hammond. Jeremy just got married, so he's trying less, everybody. That's what that means. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Jeremy Hammond. I just got back from my way too long honeymoon. And uh, that's what you guys have been saying I've been doing, right? Yes. Not my life has been falling apart. <laughs> I'm back from my extremely long honeymoon where I did the Trans-Siberian Railroad not one, not two, but three times across Russia into China and back and back to China again. I'm cutting this part. Say something else. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do something else, man. What's up? I'm Jeremy Hammond. Uh, Sorry, that bled through. What's up? I'm Jeremy Hammond, and uh, I'm drinking Jaeger, and I'm married. What up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, no. Hello, I'm America's sweetheart, Katie Rose Leon, and survivor of the Venga bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We have to talk about that. Yeah, let's intro everyone. Everybody, and then we're coming back to this. But Jordan, Kat, and I survived the Venga bus in 2019. It was insane. They are coming. we liked intro. (laughs) (laughs) We like we like to intro cat. 
What's up, everybody? I'm Kat, and the Danzig fatigue is real. The Danzig fatigue is real. And to, so to, to just in, to inject some enthusiasm into us, uh, we have... Oh, wait. Drew, Drew. sorry. Nope. I'm not going to inject any enthusiasm. What's up, guys? I'm <laughs> Drew Kaufman, and uh, I'm going to probably take off my shirt in honor of Danzig and also because I can't turn my AC on. <laughs> Two it's birds, bad for the man. mic. Two, Two birds, birds, baby. Where do you guys? Where do you buy a um, a fishnet shirt for adult men? Oh, I can help you with that. Dollskill.com. Yeah, <laughs> what did you say? Dollskill.com. Uh, also, you probably get on Wish. Wish, Fashion Nova, Amazon.com. Probably a sex uh, sex shop. Oh, but you don't want to do Amazon because it's going to be Prime Day soon, and it's a two day boycott of Amazon for Prime Day. Right. Yes. You have right. to ball okay. buy a small guess, business yeah. bespoke fishnet shirt. Also, probably shirt. just Bass Pro Shop. Just make it out of an actual fishnet. <laughs> yeah. Well, my follow-up question is where where do I buy a nice amulet for an adult man? Yeah. Same. Ooh. All of those yeah, same yeah, yeah. places. Right. right. Bass Pro Shop. Bass oh, what's Pro that shop. one in uh, What's that one in L.A. that you uh, necromance? Yep. You can buy it at yeah. necromance. Okay. You can't, no, you can buy a, a like a, a, a child's skull at Necromance. <laughs> and that could be an amulet. Who says that can't be an amulet? I don't know. I'm just too gullible. Skulls and amulets are Danza questions. <laughs> to help us, uh, to help just bring back some enthusiasm, because this is the third Danzig album in a row. It's just been a lot, uh, and a lot of the same problems. We have joining us uh, also from Kerrang. Chris, I don't actually know how to say it. It's okay. It's Crovatin. okay. It's Crovatin. Hey, Crovatin. you got it. Yeah. You got okay. it. It rhymes with Satan. Right. Yeah, that's right. It sounds yeah. like a country you never want to visit. So it's, it's <laughs> hard to lock no, down. Dude, you got one of those last names where you could start a band where your band is your last name and it would be sick. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah, Danzig. Exactly. Like People Danzig, assume yeah. it's just some like evil spirit from the Books of Solomon, but it's really just my terrible last name no one can pronounce. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. Thank uh, you. Crovat it's just got, uh, we found this out like last time. Uh, or earlier in this podcast, just like if you have too many consonants, I get confused. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. a good Eastern European tradition. Is too yeah. many consonants. Too many consonants. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the vowel is a is a Western tradition. You see. Okay. Yeah. Um, before this, <laughs> before this train leaves the station, and then Jeremy gets excited about me making a train reference. Hey. Um, oh God. <laughs> I'm drinking out of a skull, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to buy a sword from honorableswords.com. Um, kill all of you. I like yeah. swords, too. All right. Uh, this week, before we get into the album, before we get into the album, we got to talk about the Vanga bus. Katie. <laughs> so, after a long day, uh, Jordan, Kat, and our DP Rob have arrived in scenic Huntington, Long Island, where I was getting in a fight over brunch with my mom. And uh, <laughs> we all went to go see Baroness and Torch play. It was amazing. We had a lovely evening. And it, we could have left it at that. But oh no. <laughs> you know, horror sells great in the summertime. So let me tell you a tale of woe. We, uh, we dropped Jordan's car off at his mom's house, and we decide to take a lift back to sunny Brooklyn. But unfortunately, we did not know we were putting our lives at risk at the time. A red car shows up with red leather car seats and a red light, and I said, this looks 
fine. <laughs> he peeled out from around the corner because he was waiting at the wrong apartment building because uh, my mom lives in an apartment complex in Queens and uh, he was confused. And so Rob went to like point that we were over there. And so he go he peels around the corner going maybe 45 miles an hour in in just a roundabout parking lot. And then stopped short, and I said, oh, no. And he said, it's fine. We piled in there. We probably were driving on the side of the car at some point, and we, uh, the Venga boys came on. And while it was blasting in our ears, I'm like, well, we'll probably die here. <laughs> yeah. What Venga boy song was it? The Venga bus so is coming. Like okay. Ah, oh, it was, nice. it was We Like Party, or was yeah. it the Venga like bus? The That's the same song. song, dude. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's the same song. They have only one song. Yes. <laughs> and then he kept on turning it up so loud that like the car was shaking. So in my mind, the driver is like Pitbull, is who's driving <laughs> this red car with the red leather. The I, it, 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 yeah, I picked he was Coach McGurk. Like but he kept on peeling around corners, not looking where he was going, driving like yeah, we almost got T-boned like, like four miles times an hour on the freeway. Jordan at one point goes. Oh no! And he goes, "It's fine." Yeah. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like he has absolutely zero regard for our safety. Here, also, here. his rear view win- uh, like window was ninety degrees vertical. He just didn't. He it was not checked. He has it was no just, use for rear view. Yeah, he was like, "I don't need to see. I'm gone too far." Here's the thing. <laughs> I am red man. We went and he saw. He also had. Apple Airbuds in the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Blasting finger boys and wearing earbuds. Here's the thing. We went and saw a metal show on Long Island, and I feel like you guys got the true experience of leaving one in which, like, when I was a kid, I didn't have a driver's license, so I had to just get in any of my friends' cars, and they were usually blackout drunk, and you just have to be like, this is fine. I'm going to get home. <laughs> yep. So Sometimes it's true. So Sometimes it isn't. I want you to know, because I wasn't there, but I was there in spirit. If you had gone into the burrito restaurant that is next to the Paramount, uh, there's a photo of me on the wall because I ate a champion burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I went to go see the Get Up Kids, and I was like early, and I was alone. So you ate so a I, giant burrito. I ate a two pound burrito, and then I saw the Get Up Kids, and pop, it was great. Dude, how Dude, is that the only place people eat at near the Paramount? <laughs> Hold on, we went a year ago to see Danzig and Mutoid Man, and we took our shirts off. In, in a VIP area watching Danzig yeah. and we got yelled at and this whole time you didn't you through the whole weird experience you didn't think it was appropriate hey we should go in here and see this photo of me eating a giant burrito no because uh, I figured it was implied I figured you guys knew already no no I, no. I thought I, I either I thought I told you or like I thought that you knew because I have like burrito photo on the wall energy I'm Saying like eating a man-sized burrito before you go see the Get Up Kids is the most 2000s emo kid shit I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. On Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. I just want to point that out. I most people don't don't go into a place alone and say hi. I'll have that thing that's an event. <laughs> so he's. That's great. I'll have the contest. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. I'll have the quinceanera for, for one, I'd please. Be like, Hiding in the corner, clutching my stomach the whole time. 
In, That's in the, pure joy. This is true, it was though. the first thing that came to my mind was, yeah. did you have to take a monstrous shit midway through the Get Up Kids? Yeah, did it's, you have to take shit during Get Up Kids? definitely something I was thinking about. No, it was great. I, I have, uh, unfortunately, uh, for you guys, I have a perfect butthole. I can handle <laughs> anything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately for us. Even yeah. the Get Up Kids. Yeah. So, uh, music, huh? Yeah, well, all right. Who listened to something I'm they liked this you, week? Drew. Thank you. Cat, what did you listen to? We'll get to you. <laughs> this you week. wait your turn. <laughs> I didn't know what the order was. Excuse me, sir. I mean, you're gonna just go off into something, and I just want to get the. We got to get the homework <laughs> done first. Um, this week, after listening to the batshit insane interview that David Lee Roth did on the What the Fuck podcast. Which I recommend everybody <laughs> listen to. I've never what? heard it. What? <laughs> I've never heard it called the What the Fuck podcast. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> he has never. only it's ever. It's What the Fuck the with Marcus Marin. <laughs> Marcus Marin. At the beginning of the podcast, he's like, What's up, What the Fuckers? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's what he says. <laughs> oh, well, excuse me. Only fucking Mark Marin can say it. Anyway. <laughs> It's just so funny. It's just been that it's been eleven years that I've actually never heard anyone call it what the fuck before, which is exactly what it is called. But it we is, all yeah, go, it's his name. We all we all censor ourselves. It's like when you hear a song, you only hear the edited version, so you don't know the real lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is us. Well, Keep I'm going, I'm uh, I'm glad to have shocked you by using the word fuck in our. But house. also, David Lee Roth was on what? Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. what the fuck? On the WTF podcast, he was, and it was an insane interview, and I have immense respect for him now. I mean, like, I always did. I I think he's fantastic, but I didn't know just how batshit insane he is, and also completely genius. So I've been addicted to the self-titled Van Halen record ever since then. Yeah, Um, it's great. Mm. I can't stop listening to it. Well, welcome, Kat. Well, welcome. I, I've been here for a bit, but it's good to be back. Yeah. Is it is it uh is it comparable to the interview he did on the Joseph Rogan program? Oh. <laughs> you know, I've the Joseph never Rogan to that. adventure. The Joseph Rogan <laughs> sensation. Uh, <laughs> there it is. No, but the 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 Joe Rogan one that David Lee Roth did is three hours long, and it's what? the craziest thing I've I ever don't heard. Think it's I want three to hours to of it. David Lee Roth. I think I'm good with just this one. Thank you. This one, <laughs> dude. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see that because Joe. Rogan's whole thing is that like no matter what anybody says to him he just reacts to it by being like yo that's crazy <laughs> so like, I can't even imagine like the shit that like he lets David Lee Roth get for away three with hours too three, three hours, hours of wow man dude wow. that's the thing is I, I've listened to both because of course I have um the uh the Mark Marin interview is more about music and Van Halen. The shit you gotta hear him just talk about the Van Halen brothers on this podcast. It's yeah. amazing. It is so fun. The Joe Rogan podcast is just what David Lee Roth thinks. <laughs> I think it's because Mark Maron is a better interviewer and so he's able to rein him in a little bit. He's able yes. to be like, okay, so what does this have to do with the question that I asked you five minutes ago? And he's like, no, 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 I'm getting there. Don't worry. And yeah. He like reins him in. He's very good at that. Whereas I, I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan one, but I can imagine that he's just like, okay, well, there's a crazy man rambling at me and I'm just going to sort of go, what the That's fuck? why it's so good. That's <laughs> the best part is because it's not a Joe Rogan episode because David Lee Roth is just talking. And Joe Rogan is going, 
Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Once every He's 45 minutes. Rolled, I fucking love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he tells this story about how he used to go illegal kayaking in the Hudson River and, like, bring bagels with them. And it's completely unprompted. Like, basically, Joe Rogan's like, hey, you ever eat deer before? And he's like, yo, man, one time I cut a fence. <laughs> ever eat deer before? <laughs> Chris, what did you listen to this week that you liked? This week, I've been listening to a lot of fucking Slasher Dave. Um, who's the main dude from Acid Witch. Um, he does like oh. a horror soundtrack synth thing. Basically, like July 4th is sort of the ushering in of like early Halloween for me. And so I've been <laughs> listening to like Halloween haunted house music on the subway. <laughs> Just like every time I walk down the stairs or I enter the platform, I'm hoping it's a room in a haunted house with a strobe light and a badly dressed like witch or something like that. And it's been great, man. It's really made walking around New York like less of a weird depressive metal sphere and much more of like a goofy poorly made up haunted house <laughs> oh and i love that. it's been wonderful man so the slasher dave he put out an album and an ep on halloween last year and i've been listening to that a lot so i feel that my whole life's a goddamn haunted house that's <laughs> it's really just improved my outlook on the world a lot better because i keep being like you know sort of ah the subway is rough but then maybe there's a chainsaw room or you know something like that so the problem so, yeah. is this haunted house uh, they can touch you Yes. That's yes. the problem with this. They're one. straight up like <laughs> urinating next to you in this haunted house. Yeah. In the haunted house of New York City is there's rat ejaculate everywhere. So yeah. it's, uh, it's oh, been I great. I love those guys. Yeah, uh, the rats just oh, Those first off. two rat That's ejaculate albums, rats, man. You know? yeah. like, people don't realize about rat. Like pizza rat. <laughs> just nutting left rat. and right yeah, yeah, yeah. off. He was jerking off uh, on that pizza. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. his thing, man, is the, the pizza. pizza so to fuck it. Exactly. That's his wife. He saw that pizza. He was like, I've met Who the many fuck pizzas, left all this pizza, pizza everywhere? It's his pizza wife. <laughs> it's his pizza wife, of course. Katie, what did you listen to? Uh, I haven't been really listening to anything new. Last week I made a dirty Electro Clash playlist to go along with friend of the show Eric Shorey's article about Electro Clash's inevitable rise back to fame. So I've just been listening to like horny music over like a Casio loop for the past like week and <laughs> a half. Uh, such bangers as Avenue D and uh, Adult. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing new to contribute. <laughs> Very cool. different kind of haunted house yes. overall. Yes, I would say. separate haunted yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Um, this week, uh, uh, you know, yesterday we had a big day. Yesterday we went yeah. and visited uh, Ben Wyman's. Uh, animal sanctuary. Oh, how was it? Oh, it was amazing. It was so many animals. We had a lovely time, and I made a uh, a playlist for it because I was like, we need a go into the farm playlist. <laughs> so I made a, a playlist called Pardoner, and uh, I just filled it with uh, just like southern rock, uh, country s songs that I know about, Old Town Road. And then just literally any song that has the word country farm or horse in it. Nice. So it was just all. It's very all. It was fantastic. Huh? Jordan did. Did you meet the Wu the Wu Tang horse? I sure did. Oh my god, was he great? Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Every really give a shit. We kept trying to walk up to him and pet him, and he was just like, eh. Well, that's the thing. That's why it's called Wu Tang. He's you know. He's but nothing, nothing, to, to, fuck nothing with. to fuck yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Ben made that I, joke I so that... many times. He was like a dad at Thanksgiving who's oh, just like getting that, getting that joke <laughs> ready for yeah. just the new guests. That's what you want, yeah. yeah. I just thought that's that why would you mean that the horse, horse would be like angry and would try to fuck with you because you're trying to fuck with him. But 
That's Instead, the thing about Wu Tang. He just uh, walked away. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I am better than this. I he has no time. This. He has no time for your bullshit. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, he did his time. He's not going back. He's not yeah. wasting it on a sucker like you. Yeah. Thank you. I was yeah. trying That's to pull fair. one. That's fair. Wu Tang. Wu Tang the. Wu Tang the horse won't be fucked with. He would just leave. Yeah. Yeah. I shan't be fucked with. He refuses. I shan't be fucked with. I also listened to uh, the rest of the Little Nas X EP thing. It's so good. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. It's a pop punk album. It's so good. It is straight up. Little Nas X rules. I am validated. (laughs) Who argued with you? What Katie said that I was behind the times for liking that song the last time I talked about well, it. Well, I just mean there was a big like internet pop for it, and it was just kind of like you know it had sizzled out at that. The point, thing is, the opinion. pop never stopped. It's like Pringles. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's I like still uh, remain correct in what I said. <laughs> you can aggressively yell you over are, me, but my points remain correct. You just want to fight today. I had so much Jaeger. <laughs> You had that makes a, a lot Jaeger. of sense. You had two. a little bit. Actually, two. went back to the kitchen a couple of times and said, I'm, "I've had probably uh, two I'm and a half." Realistically, I've had two and a half. Jeremy's at the legal limit right now for debate me. Uh, <laughs> we live in a society. What did you listen to this week? <laughs> what did I listen to this week? Well, my friends, uh, it was my wedding several weeks ago. I haven't been back since then. But what happens when you have a wedding? Your boys are in town. And what did my boys come in town listening to but Body Count? And I've listened to Body Count for a very long time. I've loved Body Count since I was a wee lad. But I am fully in on Body Count again. (laughs) They are so good. Body Count is the fucking best best band. And I forget it every couple of years. And then I come back and I love Body Count again. They fucking rule. They're the they're the best band, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Who's, yeah. yeah no one's gonna I don't fight know, you. I don't know if anyone's gonna. I don't care if anyone's gonna fight me on it. I'm just saying, fucking. If you at home, I don't know if any of y'all haven't uh, gotten into Body Count. Come fight listen me. Listen to Body Count. They're so good. Everything is so good. Jeremy, our whole audience is people that listen to Body 100%. Count. One hundred percent. That is true. I have that no idea. There's there's something magical too about a car full of dudes rolling up to a wedding, blasting Body Count oh, out yeah, of the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really worry the bride's father. Because the yeah, thing no, is, every like, really, every one of their shot. songs yeah. is yeah. one that if you roll up to the wedding playing Body Count, the bride's father's going to be. No, there's no Body Count song where it's like, oh, I know this song. Yeah. Oh, it's really. <laughs> oh, they're playing that song. I've heard it on the radio before. No, it's just a terrifying song for most like normal ass people. Yeah. So. When me and my, me and your mother were your age, we used to dance to the cop yeah. killer. Oh, <laughs> is this body count? Oh, I, I love, love this song. Body oh, count. Love body oh. count. Are they still around? That's great. I love That's body great. count. Uh, I love uh, uh, my favorite album is Body Count, and my favorite songs are Body Count and Body <laughs> Count Theme. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all these amazing uh, like live videos of them. There's one on YouTube. You got to look it up. I can't even tell you what the search terms would be, but it's the body count theme, and it's it's body count at some festival or another, and it's like somebody in like the like side area like filming them playing, and uh, like you know what I'm talking about, like that side area on the stage filming them playing, and you just see like Ice T come 
from like the band is out there like playing the beginning of the body count intro and then Ice T comes up to the camera guy and he's like, Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? You alright? You having a good time? That's great, man. Alright, I gotta get out there and do this. And he like walks out, he's like, Body cam! Body cam! It's such a funny video. Well, uh, well, all right, well, welcome to know, our whatever, new podcast. Fucking... Our new podcast where Jeremy ex- just explains, just tells you a video that's on the internet. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. Have uh, fun watching that video or whatever. Cool. Uh, all right, guys, this week. Uh... Uh, Drew, did you listen to any? Drew, yes, Drew. Yeah, Please okay. Home. Uh, real quick, I listened to the Third Eye Blind uh, self titled EP. I've never listened to it before. It's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I missed them. I was too busy listening to Ozzy Osbourne and carving my name into desks. Third Eye Blind rules. And all the like singles in order, like when they're like placed within the album, they're even better. We're losing all our listeners this month. Okay. Folks, welcome to uh, the third episode in our uh, month-long Danzig series, Dirty Black Summer. Dirty Black Summer! Mm. It's the third album. It's uh, the la- I, it's the second to last of the numbered albums. We are listening to Danzig, Six Six Six, Satan's Child. Chris, do you want to talk about your history with Danzig? You're our guest this week. I am. I am, and I'm I'm the apologist for this album. Is basically my <laughs> role uh, right here, man. Is, if, is yeah. So so it's funny. So this album when it came out, it was like well, let's let's do let's do your whole history with Danzig. My whole Danzig history. We're just uh, like why like when uh, did you find Danzig? Sure, what sure. Do you so love about Danzig? so so I found Danzig with this album. Um, I'm very much a child of well. If we're gonna talk about Satan's Child, we can't talk about it without talking about Rob Zombie. Because this album is just Glenn Danzig being like, that's the thing, is Rob Zombie with like a bit more of the dark satanic thing that he does. That sort of satanic highway thing. Um, so I found Danzig with this album. I had listened to the Misfits, but only the Michael Graves Misfits. So I knew like famous <laughs> monsters in American Psycho. Nice. And um, I, I, you know, I'd been like, oh, this was the old singer of the Misfits. And he's doing this heavy metal thing. Oh, that's Simon Bisley cover art. I'll check it out. And I loved it. I loved all the like the big spooky songs, sort of about Satan, but sort of about like wearing new rock creepers and fucking <laughs> like having wires in your hair for a while and stuff like that. And I especially loved the songs. It's funny. When I was 13, all the songs in the album where you could tell he was like listening to a lot of Sneaker Pimps and Portishead, those were the songs where I was like, I'm going to get laid to this song. I'm going to get laid to like Cold Eternal and Into the Mouth of Abandonment. Um, And I remember I saw him on this tour and it was the full on like Simon Bisley verotic like Devil girls with the huge boobs were stationed on either side. Danzig was in a vinyl top with vinyl like claw gloves. He was sweating harder than any man I've ever seen on stage. And Skin Lab opened for him for some reason. And uh, so, so after that, it's funny because like soon after that, I was like got really into Legacy of Brutality. And then I discovered the self-titled Danzig album, the Rick Rubin one, and like I began to know Danzig as more of this guy from Jersey who played Highway Rock and would recite Paradise Lost humorlessly into the camera. But like for a hot <laughs> second, like Glenn Danzig was to me like this weird mixture of like Rob Rammstein and Rob Zombie, and then like sort of that slight bit of like bowling shirt psychobilly thing that was kind of part of the new metal thing, like that weird kind of Malga thing. And yeah. that's that's really how I got to know Danzig is through this album. Is Danzig as like older big forehead Danzig, but like 
really into this goth industrial thing. And to be fair, this was also when Danzig started getting into like death metal bands and he like made a festival to basically have him and Behemoth tour and everything. And so that's sort of my groundwork for Danzig is this album, is Satan's Child. And and it's not anywhere now, which is funny. It's not on Spotify. Yeah, it it's not on Apple. And it's obvious that Glenn Danzig has since been like we gotta, we gotta make sure no one ever hears this again. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, I remember. Well, that's so that's super interesting because this is also one of the first Danzig albums I remember seeing visually. Right, right. I remember the cover because I think it, it's, this album is nineteen ninety nine. Yes, yes. When it the six 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 was related to nineteen ninety nine. In, in many an interview, I remember reading in, like, Metal Maniacs, where he was like, 1999, you know, that's that's 666 if you flip it upside down. Everyone was like, whoa. Uh. And, <laughs> and it was weird because he also... It's if, not 1999. There's no one. No, no. I mean, there's <laughs> Danzig, also... It's no. 6 colon 66, so it does, like, it's 666 in the morning for Danzig or something <laughs> like that. But it was also him trying to, you know... It was weird because it was, you know... It's, it's like a Bible verse, but spooky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Paul 6... Uh, Yay. And behold... The devil Glenn, came forth. Six, this six, is six. um. Welcome to my bookshelf. These are all the books in the Bible. They won't let you read because they're too spooky. Werewolf <laughs> Nazis. You know, um, this is the spookiest part of the Torah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's funny because also I think about the number thing. How Danzig was so into the numbered albums, and then he got to six six six, which for Danzig should be the grand opus, and instead he was like, "Nope, jaunty new metal album." Like yeah. weird comic book cover art. It's gonna be great. I heard this this album, and I I for me it's weird. Like you heard you heard Rob Zombie on this. I hear the White Zombie in the vocals for sure. 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 Um, and all the music, I'm like, oh, she's she just wants to. This is just typo negative. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I thought it sounded yeah. like Allison Chains at some point. Yeah. 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 There's, There's a, bit of of a little bit of Rob Zombie too. Sure, I, I think what it was was Danzig was also a dude who wasn't ever going to go full like Cold Chamber Club kid. He was never going to go full like ecstasy and bisexuality. Mm-hmm. And so it has a little bit of that kind of like Monster Magnet Highway Rock at times, like that really like, stompy riff yeah. thing. And that's sort of, it's it was weird because when I was uh, getting into new metal, I was also really into like Pantera and stuff. And so I was like, you know, I was also 14 or 15. So I was like, I'm really worried about my masculinity. And I'm really worried about what people perceive me as. And here's yeah. this guy, and it's weirdly safe, even though he's in this vinyl bowling shirt, you know? And it's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, and so I think it really drew me in, you know? It was also Danzig's whole thing has always been like, you know, and then we're similar to Rob Zombie, but in a, a somehow less tasteful way. We're going to put a boob on there, you know? Like Danzig was always like, rest assured, if you look through this album's pamphlet, or uh, what is it, booklet? You will find like a weird erotic scene with oh. me brooding over it. You know, there was a like um, th- there's like a limited edition cover art for this album that is just a naked, just woman. a boob lady with horns or, it's a boob or lady. wings. She doesn't have or... horns. She's just a regular old lady. <laughs> just a regular I really uh, like naked lady with to, like a uh, vagina naked out and just stuff. Being boob ladies. Sure. Well, I think there's a difference between having a naked woman and a boob lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different genre. Heavy metal magazine is all about boob ladies. You know, it's exactly. important to note this is an illustrated boob lady. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> the thing is, with Danzig, it's always a drawn picture of a boob. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think Danzig no, likes real no, boob. No. He likes no, no, a no, cartoon no. boob. No, he's no, one no. of those <laughs> all about a cartoon. He's boob. one of those '90s internet guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but wait, 
he was really he's like really excited excited when you you realized like you could google like naked drawings of like the simpsons or whatever (laughs) (laughs) just sitting there frantically googling marvin the martian but with tits (laughs) go ahead drew no i'm I'm just realizing something because like the cover art for this is basically like what it would look like if danzig was an x-force like it's the weirdest like drawing of himself. Rob Layfield's like it's Glenn su- Dan. Exactly, yeah. It's like super nineties. Like you think he's gonna have like a vest made out of pockets or something. But I th- <laughs> but I think that this is the first album where like he is actually on the cover. Like even if it is just this really really strange persona, it's interesting that this is the time that Danzig decided to like get like Jim Lee to draw him on the cover. Because this is around the same time as like Famous Monsters, right? And when the Misfits are touring again and doing cartoon drawings of themselves on all their artwork. Mm. Right, right. Well, it's it's so it's That's funny. Fair. The cover art of this album I love because it's Danzig sort of depicted as how you can tell Glenn thinks of himself, which yes. is this <laughs> weird buff creature with six 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 branded into him. But he also five look, foot nine. Yeah, <laughs> he he also though looks like a baby. There's a weird babyishness to his weird bulkiness and the way he's looking at his hand, like baby fall down, you know? And so <laughs> there's, there's this weird thing of Danzig being like, I'm a buff man, but also like, what am I doing here? I don't know. And it's funny because like uh, Famous Monsters by the Misfits with the Michael Graves album, like they got like Basil Gogos, who was like the guy who did all the cover art for Famous Monsters in Filmland to do it. And Glenn Danzig got really the king of the boob lady artists was Simon, Simon Bisley, Bisley <laughs> whose thing was boob ladies and horn men. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's this weird like truth of Danzig on the cover of this album, even if it is him rising out of the toxic waste, you know? So I have a thing with, uh, with Danzig and like, um, and the way that you're describing, uh, him, I think Danzig is always like, uh, obsessed with the concepts of extreme masculinity and extreme femininity at mm-hmm. the same time and mm-hmm. the power of both like in a, I think may, like because you have songs where you have songs of his where he's where it seems that he's into s m but just from both angles and like I think he like he likes his he wants he works out so much because he wants a giant masculine body but he also wants just a really beautiful face at the same time that's why like every photo of danzig is like him with the hair swooped over one eye and just like kind of duck facing into it a little bit you know so i think he that might be la rubbing off on him too it could be (laughs) it might be it might he just also it's funny looking at the original danzig 2 cover there's a lot of jim morrison in that cover you know of Mm -hmm. that sort of side of face and so you can (laughs) tell he's really like i think you're right that he's got this idea of like if i'm going to be glenn danzig i have to be just the the danzigest danzig i can be which involves like being buff and having the black hair and looking like a fallen angel in a comic book you know what i mean And in the same way that women all have to be reclining with their huge boobs and their, you know, I don't know, like bat wings and and fishnet stockings and whatnot. Yeah, I just you know? think Danzig wants a big old booby demon lady to hold him like a little baby. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think he just 100%. wants to be racked around like a little spooky baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really buff. He seems all the time. I don't think that's worked out for him. No. I don't think he has one. Yeah. Well, I think he attracts a lot of, a lot of women, you know... I, I don't know. I don't know who Glenn Danzig attracts at the end of the day, but in my mind, I'm sure there are a lot of people who take his thing earnestly, but really what he wants is someone to be like, 
you're so buff. Yeah. You're you're, you're the so buffest little guy. You don't have Glenn. to worry yeah. about your masculinity yeah. anymore because I've got you. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we I move on I want to be the little that. spoon, but don't call me little. <laughs> before we move on from the cover, uh, did anybody notice that the, the color scheme of the cover is like really, really similar to Hellbilly Deluxe? Yes. yes. It's yes. really similar, right? Yeah. And it's a year after, and like a lot of these songs are reminiscent of like certain Rob Zombie tendencies. Like the first song has that synth on it that sounds really Rob Zombie-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I'm not fucking crazy for no. noticing that. No, I think I think Hellbilly Deluxe colored a lot of these guys after it, especially the older dudes. Like, you know, you had like Brutal Planet by Alice Cooper and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I think Hellbilly Deluxe, no one expected it, and it was sort of like it was huge and awesome and kind of a jock jam album that like people could like pump yeah. their fists to. And so but at the same time it was also like unlike a dude, I don't know, band like Korn or whatever, there wasn't this weird feeling of like you listen to Hellbilly Deluxe and you're never like Rob Zombie was touched by his uncle, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's a weird it's masculinity a to it. It's, yeah, not it's fun super zombie. It's you're super like, fun. Yeah, I do just know? wanna like party with some fucking witches and get drunk <laughs> and there's no bummers here. It's just the cool Cool self. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, exactly. Deluxe is a witch exactly. doing a keg stand. That's 100%. the album. <laughs> it's Ratfink, you know what I mean? Yes, it's, yes. It's, yeah. it's very Ratfink. But at no point is Ratfink like, I might also have sex with, you know, certain men. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> hold on there, mister. Um, and so... Danzig, I think, saw that and was like, yo, I want to do that. I want to do that. It's super like weird, and, and it looks like I'm in the basement of a club, but it's not gay. It's not gay. And no but one shows me into a locker. No one. <laughs> I also, But here's the thing. I think that Danzig decided that this was going to be his sound before Hellbilly. Just lo- lo- I, think he heard, I think he heard White Zombie. Right. Because all of the vocal effects on this album are just straight from... Uh, like Le Sex or Sisto. Like they're just they sound exactly the same. Like Rob Zombie was doing so he, yes, the, I think it's very Rob Zombie influence, but I think for just from like before cuz the production is so far behind the time on this album. Sure. Yeah. Sure. This production is As all is over. Well, of these Danzig tragedies you keep putting So in so this is the thing I want to point out is if you look at the cover the font where it says Satan's Child mm-hmm. has a real like surf rock kind yes, of font yes, to yes, it, yes, yes. and that I think also has that Rob Zombie thing of like mm-hmm. calling back to some 1950s kind of old monster movie feel. Totally, and so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. a super serious, intense cover, but then like this weird, goofy font as though but it's a I ska feel like album. That's super you know? Danzig in general. Yeah, yeah. Danzig, oh, yeah. that's true. It's very misfit. Yeah, it's very yeah. Danzig yeah, was yeah. Upset. Danzig inspired Rob Zombie. Like, mm-hmm. Fair and enough. it's weird no, that he's then. Because that, like, then Danzig is then t- is taking stuff. Like, he saw what people who were influenced by him did. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he's exactly. like, "Oh well, I'm gonna do what I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, fit in with the kids, even though he's 40 years old." Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's Simpsons, yeah. Family Guy, Simpsons. Uh, every single one of these references yeah. felt like it's got a. Wait, defensive. that's actually a really good point. It is Simpsons, <laughs> Family Guy, Simpsons. All of them feel a little defensive to me. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. Like they all yeah. sound like they're trying so hard to be somebody else that was either popular that same year or like three years before, and and like he's going, oh, I I could fucking do that too. Like I, yeah, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that specific. I like because yeah. I was listening to it. And I was like, uh, did Danzig discover Deftones? Like what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a weird. I think what you're seeing is like a really weird case of like convergent evolution, which is that like two things independently approaching the same path. Which is music inspired by Danzig 
uh, becoming its own thing and Danzig being so just like, I got to make something relevant and, and make it. Because like, I guarantee you he never listened to any of these bands. Like any of these bands that it sounds like he never listened to once. Someone probably like whispered in his ear, like use this guitar pedal or whatever. Because like I listened to this album and you know what it sounds like to me? It just sounds like the background noise in a Spencer's Gift in 1999. <laughs> yeah, like it just or it just sounds like the year 1999. Well, Dan, the thing about Danzig is Danzig always keeps up to date with metal music. That's how he finds who he wants to tour with, is because he literally will listen to a record and then invite, like he invited Mutoid Man and Power Trip to play with him because he thinks they're awesome. Like but I think invites, that's now. I don't think that was No, it was peak. always that way. Like, they, he invited... Because, you know, like, even on the Santos... Uh, uh, the Santos episode, we brought... Uh, like, he brought up, like, Godflesh. Like, he wanted to tour with Godflesh because he listened to Godflesh. You know? Yeah. It's that... Like, that's how he finds... I just like, can't imagine Danzig going into a record store and buying anything at yeah. all. Other he, than maybe, like, a bobblehead. He does it. That's... Uh, yeah. Like, he... You know, and it, it makes... I don't... I listened to this record, and I did. I, I didn't like it. It doesn't sound good, but I don't think, I don't think that the actual songwriting on this is bad. I feel like if he had, if he had not blown out his voice, like here's how I feel. Danzig should play Ariel in the new Little Mermaid because someone stole his voice. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> I just got a lot Good of night, mental folks. images. Thanks for a lot of mental images there. They're yeah. both topless. They're both topless. Yeah. But I also here's the <laughs> Oh my god, mermaid dancing. Dancing yeah. with the starfish or the clam oh, bikini is real. So he wants to be that idea. Oh, I can hear oh. flipping your fins. You don't get too far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny, my Glenn Danzig sounds a lot like Abe Vigoda. Where the people are. <laughs> Look at there this stuff. Is. <laughs> Isn't it neat? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, no, I think that the curse of Danzig is just literally that his voice goes away. He just mm. wrecks his voice. This is one of the most painful to listen to voice. A, a vocal performances because it sounds so dry and it sounds like it hurts. It just sounds like it hurts. Like yeah. I don't. I think all the melodies are kind of correct. I think the the some riffs are pretty good on this record. Um, I think that if it just had like a, a person who knows something about who just knows how to do production value and he still had a voice, we would, this would have been a totally passable new metal record that would have just blended in. He would have been just, it would have been a little more well-received. It's just literally that his, like, um, it's, it sounds like he just ate a bunch of crackers and then decided to sing this (laughs) album. I kind of feel like he doesn't belong on this record. Yeah. Like the music of it is like, like it, it feels weird to have Danzig sing over it. Like, and maybe it's just because, like, at this point, you've come to expect Danzig in very particular places, and maybe that's part of the Danzig curse too. You know, is that like you hear Danzig voice and you're like, this belongs over extremely simple music that he is carrying. You know, and like this album, like with all of like the the synth and like these weird sort of like uh, industrial beats and whatever. Like Danzig singing over it almost feels like a parody. It almost feels like a joke at some times, you know. I have something to say. 
I have listened. I killed a baby today. I killed a baby today. Um, I have listened to a lot of Danzig now. Uh Some on purpose, some (laughs) against my will due to this podcast. (laughs) Compared to the other albums, I thought this was fine. The exact same way. I I thought. I thought it's a new metal record. It's a Danzig record. Cool. I think out of the three that we have listened to for this month, this is the most listenable one so far. And Other than f- more than four? Yeah, dog. All right. I'm sorry. Wait. I have a question for our guests. Speaking of listening, okay, you're probably the only person here who's actually heard this not on YouTube. Did the uh, is the production quality okay? Um, you know, it's funny because I listened to it earlier on YouTube to kind of catch up on it, and I did notice that on YouTube it's all a little like. It just has that layer of sheen that like old digital recordings have that like crappily yeah. saved digital recordings. But um, overall, I so here's what I will say is I agree with um, both of you guys that that first of all, it just there are moments where it's painful to hear him do these screams, especially talking about Rob Zombie. There are a number of yeahs where you're just like, oh, Glenn, just don't, just yeah. don't, don't Ooh, do no. the full yeah. But um, the other thing is that it's one of those albums where we're talking about how much he kept up with metal. I'm kind of like, there's some songs where I'm like, oh, you obviously wrote this for so-and-so. You know, you obviously wrote this song with so-and-so's vocals in mind, but then Glenn Danzig sang on it. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. like the production quality, I think, is is overall not too much better when you've heard it on CD than when you hear it on YouTube. And, like, it doesn't in any way improve the, the songwriting or sort of make Glenn sound less painful. You know yeah. what I mean? You can you can still hear the sore throat in the in the original, yeah. in the original recording. And I think that that's part... Because you're right. You can hear the singer scenes. There's literally the third song in this record. He literally just does... Uh, he does the... From Them yeah, Bones. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah, does yeah, Them yeah, Bones yeah. on it. yeah. Uh, which is insane because also it's another it's 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 also weird to hear it's weird to hear multiple Danzig vo- Danzig voices yeah when yeah. he does like a gang vocal with himself right and he <laughs> which I think he someone uh, was probably like Glenn this is not how harmonies work he's like I'm doing it yeah it's gonna be great um it's I love that where there's uh, a Danzig kind of softly speaking apart and then he's shouting apart and they don't yeah. blend well together it's um. But this is the thing. This is Danzig is uh, since four. He's just been producing his own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just it's, off the ra- It's just he doesn't know how to do this. This is wasn't his job or he's his ear is weird. So like everything you're hearing, like Glenn, everything we've listened to, I think it's it's been weird that Danzig's voice is on it because I just don't think he's mixed into his own songs properly because it's kind of one of those things like I've recorded like demos on my computer where I'm like oh man my voice sounds super weird here and you have to mix it to like make it fit but he's like mixed himself to like the middle tone of the guitar and it sounds like he's just like slicing his guitar riff in half with his voice in not a cool way it's, yeah it's kind of weird to think about a just what you were talking about with like it's almost sounds like an album where the worst the one part that shouldn't be there is Glenn Danzig yeah like there are a lot of as you said like riffs and and moments I think the timing on some of the songs is really cool like where they put moments and stuff but the production that that production note is fascinating because I feel like I feel like this is an album where you kind of hear Glenn Danzig being like and maybe this is a recurring Glenn Danzig thing and I think we all kind of know it is where it's like oh this is so great 
if only I weren't Glenn Danzig. <laughs> you know, like if only if only someone else could. Well, I'll mix myself as best I can. You know, this is but, the moment that Glenn Danzig became Dave Mustaine. Huh. That <laughs> makes a weird amount of sense in my I mind. I it's the biggest thing holding this back is that Glenn Danzig is singing it just as every Megadeth album. The biggest thing holding it back is Dave Mustaine is singing it. Yeah, yeah. I. The thing is, uh, well, I I haven't agreed with one thing on the uh, on this series is that everyone's like, Glenn Danzig is a dumb dumb. I think that there's a period where he sort of becomes one, but in a in a celebrity way, and not mm. not dumb. He just becomes so sheltered. Um, in his own world that he just there, there isn't anything to connect to he's surrounding himself with people just that agree with whatever he says yeah he's so intense that people there's that he only yeah there's just like he loses uh like uh you know Danzig was a band and he had like people that he worked that that like just like they worked really well together but he fired them all because they probably stopped saying yes to him yeah you know it's just it's a the yes prequels method. It is. It's the prequels. It's He's the George prequels. Lucas. It's How the many? Prequels. Shut up, Jeremy. You can't have that many epiphanies in one podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. I've drank a lot of Jaeger, and apparently that's what it does to me. Is it's I just spit out metaphors. Third it's just like Pickle Rick. Up, Lubba Lubba Dub Dub. Well, <laughs> it's Pickle Rick all over again. It kind of is. Yeah, gonna, sure. I will walk out this door. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that this this album does one thing. I think that. Uh, I think he really goes off the rails with with five. I think five is 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 crazy, but I could see where where it comes from because he's trying to combine like industrial and that that Sam Hain chaos mm-hmm. into one thing, and it really it just hurts to listen to. <laughs> but I think he is genuinely. I think he like his he's a good lyricist, and he's and he's he has. He has three good iconic bands. No one has that in yeah. the world. I think calling him like like a dumb dumb and like saying that he does things by like almost by accident is is a little weird. Is is no. not fair to say he's because like he, a, he's a dumb dumb in the same way the Ramones are dumb dumbs. Where you're like, yeah, sure, it seems like they do it by accident, but kind of isn't that the genius of it? Is that they managed to because like the Ramones, like they were all in like glam rock bands before they were in the Ramones. Like the Ramones was a conscious choice to look like dumb dumbs, and that seems like kind of what Danzig did as well. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing because I think Danzig. Danzig is genuinely into what he's doing. Yeah. And I think he's also genuinely a really good lyricist and the way he composes. Like, he wrote songs for other people. Like, on this album yeah. that we're listening to, there's a song, a really good song that he wrote for Johnny Cash. That's crazy, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Dude, he wrote a song for Roy Orbison, and I listened to it. It's fucking beautiful. He wrote both of those songs in 20 minutes because he was like, I know exactly what to write for you. It's fun and to think that between com- the Danzig thing and then the Nine Inch Nails thing that like there was some point in the 90s where Johnny Cash was like, I'm the man in black. That seems like a goth thing. I should get into this goth <laughs> shit. <laughs> but he asked, he, I, I, he asked uh, Trent Reznor way later, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, I just mean like yeah, in that yeah. time period in general. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I think it's just, I, I think with this record, what I noticed is like, He's a good he's a good songwriter. He just didn't he just busted he just busted his fucking voice up and he thought because like 
if you look at someone like Johnny Cash, who when he's making songs in the fucking 90s, when he's pretty much a mummy. Yeah. And he's and his old voice sounds really cool with yeah. the music. But Danzig, <laughs> just, he shouted and destroyed his voice. And he thought that his that that his <laughs> smartness for songwriting also applied to like the way he's like can, hears music and sees production. And it's a that's a failure it's one of those things where it's like you can't be good at literally every single part of this well and there's also that again what i was mentioning before is i can't help but think throughout the, all this that there's also a bit of that safeness you know with like the dumb dumb kind of self self-assignment like where there's i feel like a dude like danzig always has a bit of that like but i don't want it to get too intellectual or too uh, highfalutin it's always got to have a little bit of that yeah you know but fucking rock and roll kind of vibe to it yeah and it's so <laughs> his 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 intelligence as a songwriter often comes up against what we see as like the sort of fundamental dancing insecurity you know what i mean or like yeah, self-consciousness yeah, yeah. you know and so you have these moments where you're like glenn all you needed to do was like ask for help or like be <laughs> vulnerable and you didn't do just it just reach know? out danzig just, glenn we're all here for you you know, well, and self-assured enough right. to have some right. friends that tell you no sometimes. Right, exactly, exactly. That's really, that's like, exactly one of the most important things in life. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> well, because it's, it, it's weird because like the most vulnerable song I think he he writes is uh, is how the gods kill, and it's literally just a suicide song about how about the insanity of success. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like when you, and it's just like that is the most. That's his most vulnerable song. Yeah. He's like, isn't it nuts? You're vulnerable. You? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's in this in this like unrelatable kind of connect. It's a it's it's a big idea, but in something where it's like, well, this isn't. We can't connect this to you in any, any way. Right. Uh, that seems weak because right. it's just like when you're too powerful and strong. But also, what you're saying is, yeah, you you just the metaphor for uh, like. Like strong idea, but also masculine is like the song "Bullet." Yeah, like yeah. By the mis it's it's an entire it's 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 a song about uh, the just conspiracy theories in the JFK assassination, but it ends with like "But come, right. but also come, <laughs> but also jacking off." Am I right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of this just comes. You're just seeing the the vulnerability. Uh, I don't. But this the thing is, even if. You know, it's the, the biggest shame is his voice, you know? Yeah. His voice yeah. hurts. There's not much you can do right. about that. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought of something that he could do. Yeah. He could dress up as a mummy, and then you'd be like, well, he's dead, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that one, uh, that one Misfits video from... His voice is just meant to sound era. like a mummy. Yeah, I think he should just be dead. <laughs> and then you'd be like, pretty good pretty for good. a corpse. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, your voice pretty. sounds weird. He's like, I'm a fucking mummy. What do you expect from a mummy? Yeah. Jesus. You, you know. guys think I'm joking. I think You don't this believe is in a... mummies? I'm ready to <laughs> sing in front of you. I think this is a qualified solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then he could he could begin all of the all of the music videos for this like that one Misfits video where like the little skull guy comes out and he plays the organ and then they all come out of the the coffins and then like it doesn't relate to the rest of the video it's just to explain why they suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your you you texted me and you 
Jeremy and said that this is your the least favorite album you've ever heard on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate this album so goddamn much. <laughs> what? I'm really, it. really not happy with it. More than Go Punk Crunk? Oh, wait, you weren't on that. I wasn't there for Punk You were there Crunk. for Broken Side. I was you... there for Broken Side. I would happily listen to Broken Side before this again. Oh, boy. What? I really would. Because this whole album, like, listening to it, it's just like everything sounds, I mean, for lack of a better word, broken. Everything on this <laughs> album sounds broken. Like, nobody was, like... It's like an album that somebody had to make. Like, there was, like, everybody was, like, tired that day. But then somebody was, like, but you got to make an album. And they're, like, all right, well, I guess I'll come in and make an album. <laughs> Everything on this album is, like, really exhausting. That's so weird. I think we've listened to way shittier stuff on this show. Like, totally. Massively shittier. Like I said, like, you know, I just, like... It's not amazing, but I, I enjoyed this much better than a lot of stuff we've listened to as of late. Uh, but I also love shitty new metal in my heart and in my bones. Me too. Uh, well, it's, uh, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of it comes back to what I was saying before about, like, Danzig doesn't belong on this. And, like, the music of it is, I think, fine. I think, like, if there was a different singer on it, I probably would have been like, this is a boring album that kind of sits in the middle. But because it's Danzig on it, I mean, A, there's, like, the more expectation that comes with it being Danzig but additionally it's just like his voice is ridiculous <laughs> and that's part of the Danzig appeal I you know when it's the right music you love Danzig's ridiculous voice but when it's this it really just kind of like points out like Danzig sounds fucking crazy most of the time. <laughs> Jeremy, you can't pick and choose, and I don't appreciate how you're uh, bullying Danzig for being different. You know, you yeah. accepted him before. This and is now why suddenly... Danzig is different, man, because of yeah. people like you. Oh, you man. know, making him feel insecure, <laughs> oh, no. and so he's just. Every time you say something like that, he does an extra 10 reps he at buys the bench press. You are <laughs> contributing to the degradation of Danzig's everywhere. And I will not stand for it unless you are a mummy. Would you, well, here's a question. Do you think that he sounds the same on this record that he does on other no, stuff? No, I mean, he sounds like several years older and he sounds like he's been doing this for too long and whatever. But I mean, he still sounds essentially like Danzig, you know? It's like, it, it still sounds like him. Like, there's no part of me listening to this that's like, I wonder who this singer is, you know? Like, you hear yeah. it you're like, that's Danzig. Immediately, you're like, that's Danzig. But the music is just wrong for it, you know? I think there's a world where this could have worked because you missed you missed Danzig for it. Uh -huh. So you missed the transition into goth. And so we've seen that there are elements of some goth business that work with what he does. Yeah. Do you agree? Does anybody agree with that? Yeah. I think that, I mean, he's always been a goth because right. the misfits were pretty goth. Yeah. But, but like goth, goth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, goth, capital G, capital G, goth talk. Get yeah. Laid jams, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think that he started that on well he started that with She Rides in the first record and um and then he really jumped into like like going for it with the industrial record that we listened to last week I feel like yeah it was like his Machina Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> Okay speaking of Smashing Pumpkins there are certain people with very distinct voices, and those distinct voices sometimes don't belong places. And what I was thinking of was Billy Corgan. <laughs> and, like, if you were to put Billy Corgan into the Billy Ray Cyrus parts of Old Town Road, like, there's just certain places where certain people don't 
fit, you know? Like, certain voices don't go certain places. Billy Corgan in the Billy Ray Cyrus parts would be absurd. And yeah. in this case, I feel like dancing over this music is kind of absurd. Yep. I think that would fucking rule, actually. <laughs> Billy Corgan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. I'm trying to take my horse to the old town road. I think that would fucking rule. Right. <laughs> Despite uh, all my horse, I am still just a that horse and a horse. Whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. We've been talking about dancing for an hour. Don't yeah. Let me do voices. I could talk about mummies some more if you'd like. Yeah, I know we'll talk about fun, mummies. I know some facts. What do we Katie, got? I have a tattoo of a mummy. Oh, that's cool. I have a special really? tattoo on my butt. Can anybody see the Tom <laughs> Cruise? I literally do. Uh, mummy. I saw no. a bit of it. I saw a bit of it. Was it was, good? you know, it was one of those. The movies. mummy looks like it, she would be on a Danzig cover. It oddly <laughs> relates to what we're talking about here because it's one of those movies where the whole time you're just like, this would be great if Tom Cruise wasn't here. <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise is the Danzig of the Mummy remake. Yeah, where the they should have gotten Brendan Fraser. He's not just, doing anything. Just or anyone, you know, they should have gotten any, you know, uh, actor who isn't Tom Cruise. But the whole yeah. time, Tom Cruise is the albatross around that movie's neck. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so my immediate thought, man, is sorry to, to take a step back here and not a step forward. Billy Corgan on Satan's Child, actually, I think, would be mm. an interesting sound, man. Ah. That's sort of the vocalist. It I think Glenn Danzig, it, it would be. It would have that similar actually, Billy sultry Corgan would be vibe. Whole album. That's what I'm saying, man. Is, this is, whole thing yeah, should yeah, have yeah, been yeah, Billy yeah. Corgan. Should have been Billy Corgan singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all these weird like semi-industrial new metal songs, you know? Yeah, dude. I wonder what but he's up to. But instead, it's... He loves cats. He tried to buy a wrestling company. Uh, Which one? And Did. he bullied a bunch of people into doing a Smashing Pumpkins re- reunion last year. So that's, that's what funny. Billy Corgan's up to. When Good Billy, for you, and Billy Corgan was is on, your bully. Uh, it's a rough look. Uh, Alex Jones's show. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't he super into conspiracy right, theories now? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. he's uh, unwell. Uh, yeah. Hey, favorite tracks, y'all. <laughs> uh, I don't know the first one with that funny like Fruity Loops synth on it. That's pretty good. <laughs> Fruity Loops. <laughs> Talk about 1999. I literally uh, remember that synth sound from Fruity Loops. Favorite track? Um, hold on, I have to look this up because I can't remember these song names because they're yeah, all fucking bullshit. Yeah, I had to pull up bullshit. a Wikipedia. Uh, I thought Firemass said Christmas, and I got excited. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the dancing Christmas song. I like L- Lillian because he was sad at first and then he yelled. <laughs> uh, um, I love Cult Without a Name. Oh, I love that too. song because Ooh. I love it. Has a big old jaunty uh, uh, charge throughout the verse. And I like that. It has a Rob Zombie-ishness to it that I, I dig. So that's my go-to song from the album. Is that the one with the pinchies? It has those the squealy... Yes, it does have the squealiness. Yeah. That one is fun. It has a real bounciness to it. And and it's got some good, ah, damn, in that, yeah. that you like in a big metal song like that. That's when so. you were like, this feels like Danzig. It's got a pinchy riff. This it's is where we're... Yeah. Pinchy riff. It's all about how he's a thing. You know? Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's great. I'm so that, a something. I'm a something. Danzig should just have his whole band be crabs. Yeah. 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 So great. Yeah. More pinchies. Uh, oh. oh. I thought you were going to go with the Pokemon. Yikes. And then they can go on tour with the Locust. 
and I would see it. <laughs> I would see a Danzig Locust tour if he was playing this album. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, it, it makes, makes a lot sense. of sense to me. Chris, uh, do you do, listening to this album again? Did you like it still? Uh, I had a lot more to think about, and I had a lot more context in terms, of especially yeah. those songs were which were going to get me mega laid as a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> um, where I was listening to them, and I was like, a like like man, and then B like oh man, with the girls I was dating, you know, absolutely. Um, but, but it also yeah, what it what it just taught me was like it, it showed me a lot more of a snapshot of my youth and of like being into metal in like 1999 than anything else you know what yeah. I mean so it's not like I was hearing some songs being like oh man I mean Cult Without a Name I was like yeah Cult Without a Name and 13 I was like awesome 13 you know Johnny yeah. Cash opening credits of the hangover and stuff like that oh my god yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly but um but there was definitely a lot more where i was like uh like the whole latter half from fire mass on through like the title track is is rough into the mouth of abandonment where he's doing the spoken word stuff and then it has like the sort of sexy bass leading into the shouty chorus is rough but you know man like this is one of those albums i like it in the same way i like like bad fish sticks and shit like that. It's just my childhood, you know? Yeah. I can't help it. This is it. the filet fish for it's you. Exactly, <laughs> man. This is like that that one like yeah. fast food joint everyone hates and I love. You know, I just... I. I'm I'm stuck with this album, and so uh, like five Danzig finger six ironic disattachment. Uh, it's your point of entry. I think that's so yeah. important with music. Yeah. Like, if you. If something is the first record that got you into a band, it's always going to have a really special place exactly. in your heart. Exactly. No, um, so there are a lot of songs on this album where to this day I'm just like, oh, man, I remember cutting an image of Danzig out of a magazine and taping it to my wall. So that's yeah. my favorite. My favorite yeah. song on the album is the image I cut out of a magazine and taped to my wall. <laughs> Before know? we finish uh, favorite songs, I just like could like are, is there any Danzig song that you know of that you would be like, I could fuck to this? Oh. Everyone in the room. Everyone oh. in the room. Oh yeah. Oh, What's a Danzig yeah. song that you could fuck to? She rides hundred oh, percent. Yeah. She rides, she rides. her black she rides. wings, man. Her black wings off of Danzig too. Oh, oh. I'll I'll do that it right now. Could work. I'll fuck to it right now. Let's do you this, man. You could fuck to twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I fuck <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what substance am I on, though? Because oh, that you has decide. <laughs> you decide, yeah. Because Twisted Kane, you got to be on something weird. Because yeah. those time changes PCP, are up. man. <laughs> I just... don't know. I just be like, we can fuck to She Rides, but then we have to put on the cramps afterwards or I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> fucking to the cramps. <laughs> it's just the better choice if you're already in a dancing direction. That's true. I, you know what? Fair enough. It's a drip. It's a good choice for drippy font. Yeah. Drew, what? <laughs> I no one cares what I fuck to. I'm not answering this question. I had sex. I'm not saying you have to. I didn't dare anybody to fuck. <laughs> uh, Drew's I would, only had I would sex fuck twice. To, um, I would fuck to East Indian Devil Kali song because the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, "Is this Austin Powers too? <laughs> what the fuck is this?" And I didn't say on the I've record. <laughs> I didn't say on this record. Any no, but yeah. that's the that's my answer. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know, but uh, "Blood and Tears" also is probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
Mother has like a pretty good persistent sort of. Uh, but no, like, it has I, to be a certain type of fucking. But I mean, like you could. I don't want do. someone to be talking about their mom to me. Get the fuck out of here. Or yeah. anyone's mom. Yeah, probably. just get the fuck out. Yeah, but like. <laughs> she rides. Yeah, you could probably like an instrumental rides. version of it. <laughs> Katie only like the, fucks the karaoke version of Mother. It's the only one works. that you can get on karaoke. <laughs> In my mind, if you're having a really specific kind of sex <laughs> possession from the first album, I think you could do a real weird staccato sex to that one. So, so yeah. yeah. Danzig sucks to fuck to. It's good times. Uh, Folks at home, if you fuck, uh, call 1-800-Danzig-Fuck. <laughs> Tell us what you want to fuck to. I mean, the harder question would be a misfit song. <laughs> Oh, that's easy. Whatever song's the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's Who else another has, podcast. Um, cat favorite song? 13. 13. Yep, same. Makes same. Sense. I, I like the lyrics. I find them All right. quite... 13's not my favorite awesome. song, but I have to bring this up because it's driving me nuts. 13. Good song. Twelfth song on the album. Why the fuck? Did they Why put would you one do that? Right? <laughs> Drives me nuts. Why? Oh man, I came in here wanting to talk about that too, and I totally forgot yeah. about it the moment I stepped in the door. <laughs> uh, Let's yeah. talk about it. Because he's spooky and and the devil. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Commit to the bit. It throws you off. Make thirteen the thirteenth song. I know. Yeah, but he's fucking twisted. He's twisted. He's, <laughs> he's twisted. <laughs> he's not like other he's fucking crazy. He's fucking like you know sick in the head. And yeah. uh, now thirteen is twelve. So yeah. take that. I'm a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Mummies rule. Beep beep, mummy mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the hat. <laughs> Put it on the hat. All, All right, right. plugs up, so everybody. Air conditioner. Huh? Yeah. I said, let's wrap this up so I can turn on my air conditioner. Yeah, I just said, let's do plugs. <laughs> oh, great. Let's do it. Who's first? All right. Check out uh, Ballin' Out Super. Super. It's a good podcast. And uh, uh, find me on Twitter, at Jeremy Thunder. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I'm talking about shit on there. You know what it is. Jaeger, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Jaeger. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cat Jones Soda. You can follow me on Instagram at Cat Jones. Cat Jones. Jones. Woof. Drew. Hey, it's Drew Kaufman. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Diet underscore Hellboy. Follow my photography account at Drew Kaufman for trigger for trigger. Thank you. You can find me at Twitter at, at Katie Rose or Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose, or you can sponsor my mummy fighting efforts through Venmo <laughs> at Team KRL. Please help me spread awareness <laughs> about mummy fighting. About mummy culture. It's very um, underappreciated thing. It's I a culture, not a costume. Real mummy hours. Yeah. Who up? Uh, yeah. Maybe Mother was actually supposed to be Mummy. Uh, I think about that. Put mommy, that. Mommy. Put that. Tell your children not to wrap my arms. <laughs> oh, my God. I really want to write Tell your children it. not to wrap my legs. Mummy. My brain hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Chris. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Chris Crovaton at Crovatonist. It's my last name, but with I-S-T. At You're going to have to spell that, my friend. That's, uh, that's K-R-O-V as in Victor, A-T as in Tanzig, I-N, <laughs> um, and then Ist, I-S-T. And you can follow me on Instagram there. And uh, also go to Kerrang.com and you'll see some stuff I wrote about Slipknot, probably. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Or just Corey Taylor and his fedora. Ugh, his he loves a fedora. he loves a jaunty hat. Corey Taylor was the guy who every dude like Danzig wrote an album for later in the nineties. You could yeah. tell as they desperately went every like God hates us all by Slayer. You could tell they were like, if only Corey Taylor. <laughs> Is the next Danzig record gonna be a ripoff of? Slipknot? <laughs> Probably. Yo, actually. maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh that my god. Song. Wait, wait, wait. What's before we go? What's Danzig Slipknot mask? Real quick, everybody. It's him. It's him. Fucking mummy. God damn it. Mummy. How many times? It's Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> he just does like a pizza face thing, but with meat. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a little wolf. I think he'll try to be a wolf, but it'll look like a cute dog. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Labradoodle I, I'm a mean mask. wolf. And he's got like, a, yeah. he's got heavy wolf. wear terrier energy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wear terrier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the uh, middle ground would be uh, uh, Wiley Coyote. He, wears a he would coyote. love that. He would Dan- love it. Clint Danzig is him. the he's Wiley just Coyote of metal. He just keeps trying things, and they just keep shooting him into a wall, yeah. man. That well, now... And Trent right, Reznor right. is the robot yeah, he wants to find. Beep, beep. Oh, my God. I was going to say it was Gerard Way. Oh, he's, God. he's Wiley Coyote, but if we if you got to see the episodes of Wiley Coyote where he was like, like a real... fucking genius. A, he's yeah. caught so many robots. Like, you see this shit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 the prequel to the fucking cartoons <laughs> yeah. is him just with like stacks of dead roadrunners <laughs> just going going rotten because you can't even eat him fast enough. <laughs> I'm the king of this fucking long desert. <laughs> you see how fucking long this desert is? It's unbelievable. Do you know how hard it is to get milk duds in this desert? <laughs> you gotta okay. go so far to get these fucking milk duds. Anyway. Anyway. Support us on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, please donate to our Patreon at HonorableSwords.com. Follow the show at 2 Minutes Late Night on Instagram. Follow us at 2M2LN on Twitter. Don't follow me on Instagram. I have enough to deal with. Um, <laughs> all right. Mommy! Mommy!